Okay. We're up. We're running. 40. I think it's working. Five seconds in, folks. I think it's working. I think. I think. <laughs> oh. Happy New Year! No, it's a minute now. All right, so we're in 2019 now. It's gonna be a great year. We've what are the future. what are your uh, New Year's resolutions for 2019? My New Year resolutions, um, <laughs> uh, be better in general. Just uh, be a better person. Um, Not and have hard a better um, self-esteem. <gasps> Could that? what we're talking about today no no i just need to work on my self-esteem oh <laughs> yeah, it is what we're talking about today oh my talking about self-esteem today but also how was your week i don't know am i gonna am i I get through this it's fucking hot it is very very hot there was actually a weather warning issued for vancouver yeah oh my god didn't you is something like fucking like a bunch I don't of pe- listen to the news. But like a bunch of people died already because it's too hot in Canada. People died? Yeah. What the fuck? Literally dead people. Were they old? I don't know. I didn't read it. Or babies? I just read the headline. Oh. You just... <laughs> you were... <laughs> it worked. The headline worked <laughs> on you. It It did. But yeah, there's like a weather warning and it said, it said on the, on the CBC website and it said that you should spend like at least four hours per day or something inside an air conditioned building. And I was like, well, that's... four hours of the day. We don't spend any, wait, our happening. house isn't air conditioned. I know, but it said like ah. you should go to a mall or for, to a movie theater or a restaurant or something for four hours. Wow. You want to go out for dinner? Maybe if I can walk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, welcome to the Yes and No podcast. Uh, I'm Brandon Lewis. I'm Julie Wright. And uh, today, we're going to... What are we talking about today? Today, we're going... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what was that? Today, we're going... We're going... going. Uh, Yeah, today, we are going to be talking about our self-esteem in regards to creativity and creating art i think anything really but like sure to us our self-esteem which involves a lot of creating and other things yeah um but before we get to that i know you've had a rough last few days yeah would you like to talk about it sweetie yeah uh okay so my weekend was pretty good it was pretty chill we didn't really do anything we played D like normal um like normal like normal there's two normal folks having a normal time in our normal home pretending to be elves and orcs well i'm a gnome 
Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, we, it was all normal, blah, blah, blah. I worked on Monday and Tuesday. And then Wednesday I had off, which was really good because on Tuesday... As I was walking home, it takes me it takes me about fifteen minutes to walk home. Yep. And literally forty five seconds into that walk, I got stung by a wasp. Which Where'd was, you get stung? Which was really great. So I was walking across a field. I mean on your body. Can I just can I just talk? I thought you were responding to my question just and I was clarifying what my time. question. Okay, all right, okay. That I'm trying to you know, trying to okay. do a narrative yeah, 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 here. Yeah, 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 narrative st- yeah, story. Tell a story. So I was walking across the field, and I feel this sharp pain on my ankle in, like, the bend of the ankle in the front. And I looked down, and I was like, oh, there, shit, there's a wasp caught <laughs> in between my ankle and the tongue of my shoe. So that was really, so that was really great. And I screamed and the guys in the park laughed at me, of course. Um, and then, and then I had to pull the wasp out and I like freaked out. So I like just pulled it out and like threw, threw it, it and just chucked it across, and the, across the, field. the field. And the thing is the wasp is probably fine. Oh, it's probably fine. It's probably like a little mad if anything. Um, it's still mad. It's been three days. It's still fuming. It's just like flying around the field. Like, Fucking girl fuck. threw me shitty ass girl um she yeah. trapped me in her shoe <laughs> and then she threw me across the fucking field after i innocently defended myself um but yeah and then i had to walk for 14 minutes to get home in like pain it was so painful and then and i got home and the swelling actually wasn't too bad on tuesday yeah. night but then on wednesday the swelling was got really bad in the morning and I can like now I can barely bend my foot to be a right yeah. to be like at a 90 degree angle with my leg and it like really hurts to walk. So I've been making Brandon cook everything. And by cook everything, I agreed to do one meal so far. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the, uh, the other meal that we had yesterday was ice cream. Yeah, I realized, like, when we woke up this morning that we didn't have dinner at all last night. Yeah. And I was like, man, why, what did we have for dinner? Oh, we just had a tub of ice cream we just each. Had a, a, tub of, a pint of ice cream each. Adulting 101. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he made he made one meal. It was burritos. And I describe it. Yeah. And normally, normally when I make burritos, I, like, cook rice and I warm up the beans. You said you didn't want rice. I... I'm just, I'm just giving you said the audience. Yeah, but you're giving, you're making, you're about context. to make fun of me, and I know for a fact <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're setting up to show how shitty and lazy of a fucking boyfriend I am. Uh, Is it true? Yes. <laughs> In the end, you were. Just, you wanted me to make a burrito, and you told me not to worry about doing the rice, and you told yeah. me not about not worry about warming up the refried beans. Yeah, I was like, literally, but in the end, don't I end cook up anything. Heating up the refried beans, I warmed up the tortillas. I did literally all the things you would have done. It just I didn't make rice. That's true. But I was a little bitch about it. 
Oh, you totally were. Because I, because he was like complaining about it. And then, and then, and then I walked into the kitchen like, fine, I'll make my own burrito. Um, it's a good impression of yourself, by the way. Thanks. And then he, and then, and then you walked into the kitchen and you were like, no, no, I'll do it. Like, go sit down. And then the first thing you said, where are the, where are the tortillas? I was like, oh my god. You were like about to leave the kitchen and I opened the fridge. I'm like, where are the tortillas? They weren't even in the fridge, were they? They were still no. sealed in the cupboard. There were, cause, it's because I saw some tortillas, but I knew those weren't ours. They were Yeah, I always else's. buy the Manny's, Manny's brand of tortillas. I feel like ever since you started cooking, I've become completely oblivious to what brands or whatever of anything there are at the grocery store. So now that you've said that, it still doesn't mean anything to me. I usually buy Western Family because it's the cheapest. Okay, I'll forget that. Sick. Sick, sick, sick. Um, yeah, and then I've just been lazing around making Brandon do everything for me for the past two days. Yeah, it's true. Which I feel like you've hated. Uh, a little bit. Because I'm very much the kind of person who's constantly doing what I want to do, and it's really bad because I never do anything for the two of us. Yeah. I just do what I'm doing all the time. And then when and it's because you you to be, you volunteered to like cook. Like you enjoy cooking and you don't like cooking in our kitchen, so you do a lot of cooking for us. That's and true. And so the change of pace from like, oh man, I gotta do something that the the a necessity for the two of us now. Ugh. But whenever you're sick, I'm always like, Do you need anything? Yeah, because I'm a do little bitch baby. <laughs> I'm a little do, sick do bitch that baby. For me. Do be a sick for... bitch baby gladly no like, <laughs> oh my and then even even if i'm also sick i'm like can you get me medicine <laughs> yeah but i'm more sick i'm like that's probably not true but it's fine it's because you're more of a pushover it's because I have a pure heart That's what pushover and said. a good soul. <laughs> and I want you to prosper and be the best man that you can be. <laughs> That's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm also, we've been talking about food so much, my stomach just growled I know. <laughs> so loudly. I don't know if the mic picked it up, but my stomach just growled a lot. Um, it okay. is. I'm already feeling the warmth in here. It is so warm. It's We're gonna so make this a quick hot. episode. Okay, yeah. So, okay. how was your week? My week. Okay, Go. so my week was. Uh, Sorry, actually, it was really, I really busy. I had a. Uh, what did I do on the weekend? What did I do on the weekend? I don't there remember. There was something on. I did. I worked on Saturday. I did sound at a concert on Saturday, and then, what was Sunday? What did I have to do Sunday? I don't know. That I was late for. No, it was like for Sean's game on Monday. Right. So yeah. we had D&D on Monday, and I had to work during the day. I worked 9 to 5 because I was coming to someone's shift, and then I also had like a band rehearsal that I went to. Yeah. So I had a really long day on Monday, and Mondays are usually like my Sunday. So it kind of threw off my week. And then we and played And you only D&D. got a one-day weekend, which was shitty. Yeah, I only got one day. I only got Sunday off. Um, and then we played D&D that night, and that was a lot of fun. And then Wednesday, I had a gig in the morning Yeah. yesterday. And it was so hot. Unbelievably hot. Yeah. Uh, we were like under a canopy, but because there's too many of us, I get pushed out to the edge. And like the band I'm in is full of older people. And yeah. so their skin is a little more sensitive to the sun. So I was like, and eh, like I have sunscreen on, whatever. But I was cooking. I was sweating. Cooking. Um, 
but other than that, all week we've been doing, we've been watching a lot of Critical Role. A lot, yeah. Um, for those who don't know what Critical Role is, Critical Role is probably like the biggest streamed D&D game, essentially. Yeah. It's run by Matthew Mercer and the amazing man that he is. Um, <laughs> and they're all voice actors and it's a big show they put on once a week and it's live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like a solid six episodes behind julie just started you just started watching from I'm on, the beginning like, i'm on last episode week. eight out yeah. of 28 28 i think yeah yeah so we've been like trying to catch up on that um while doing a bunch of cosplay you haven't really been i've been doing a lot of cosplay i've been doing a bit you did yeah you started so we're doing a cosplay of two characters from critical role yeah and i'm sure we'll talk about that later or you'll see an instagram post or something about it yeah um, but I'm doing Travis Willingham's character, Ford. And I'm doing Laura Bailey's character, Jester. Yeah. Who I, I totally don't have the voice down. Name's Ford. There's not a lot more I can do than this. Just do a draw. <laughs> make my voice nice and rough. Like, like this. My name's Ford. I'm not, I'm Ford. not, even, I'm not even going to try. Ford Mustang. You don't want to be Jester? <laughs> Super happy goal. Everything's cute, Jester. Um, yeah, I've been doing like a bunch of the armor and I made fangs, which I keep wearing around the house. Like a he, bunch. he keeps putting them on and taking them off. Like, so it's just sporadically. They're like, so, I'm just like really proud of them. I'm really proud of them. Cause I didn't think like when I do cosplays, I always kind of like, and we'll talk about this with the self-esteem later, but they're always like these like lines that I automatically drop on myself where I'll go like, Oh, like. I probably won't be able to do that or like I probably won't be able to get that done or like get this done to this detail or like mm-hmm. whatever like I like taking from what I think my abilities are and then looking at the costume I go like oh like I don't have the patience slash knowledge slash skill to learn how to do that thing mm-hmm. so like this is the level of accuracy I'm going to get to mm-hmm. and the fangs were definitely one of those things where I was like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do fangs if I do do fangs I have to like spend money on like some fucking like fancy looking ones blah, yeah. blah, or whatever right but then after doing a little bit of research i discovered that i had like I, i'm already forgetting what the plastic's called but essentially you buy it in like a big bucket it was really expensive i think it was like 70 bucks mm-hmm. for this bucket and it's like these little white plastic beads and you essentially boil them or you heat them up and then they become like super uh, malleable and you can like mold them and like do all kinds of stuff with them and essentially all you all i had to do was take that stuff, heat it up, form it into at least like, uh, actually what I end up doing actually is just like grabbing a little bit, putting it into like a slightly elongated ball or oval, and then squishing it onto my tooth to make a mold. And then once it was on my teeth, like kind of like pulling it down and like making a tooth or whatever. Yeah. But I was just really happy because I did all four and they look great. And like, I don't even need, like I'm going to, but I don't even need anything to hold them in. They just like stay in my mouth and like, it's really cool. And he- and you've been talking with the man, and you sound like you have the biggest... I just have, like, biggest... a big lift, but because I can't close my mouth you all the way. You sound like the biggest dork you have, like, a retainer in. Yeah. It's, so it's just, like, wearing, like, those, those like, cheap vampire fangs, like, those white plastic ones. Yeah. It does the same thing, because it's, like, yeah. you just can't close your mouth all the way, and, like, your teeth don't meet, so some of the sounds get really airy. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been doing that, like, crazy all week, so... Uh... I watch a good girl. So, uh, Steam... Now to the topic. We are gonna talk about our self-esteem growing up. I tried growing to roll my R and it okay. didn't really work. 
Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You can go first. You want me to go first, don't you? I don't really care. Go first. Okay. Um. Like, what about what about self esteem? So just like <clears throat> confidence and literally doing anything. Confidence in doing anything, and then also that applied to music. Cool. So, I did not have a lot of self-esteem growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, ba- like, barely any. Um, especially with music. Mm. Because... I, I don't know from a like from a really young age I just realized that music is really competitive. Oh yeah. And I'm never gonna be the best violin player. Okay. Like yeah. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be the most sought after violin player. Like the best yeah. violin player in terms of like technicality, in terms of improvisation yeah. or musicality or anything like that like i'm never never which, never gonna be which is like really funny because i think as a kid that's like super defeating oh like when you have that thought yeah. it's the like it makes you just like want to quit and like never pursue that thing again and that's the mentality i had all the way through violin lessons from when i started when i was five yeah until when i ended lessons with the like program that I was taking lessons in when I was like eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an adult, having that kind of like realization is, I I I, I think is needed. It's required. Yeah, because because as a kid you're like, oh, I'm never gonna be be the best. Like yeah. this this sucks. Like why do I even try? But then as an adult you're like, well, I can then I can just be the best that I can be. Yeah. And like that's enough. Because I think it it humbles you. And it also, like, relaxes, because then, like, you're not always trying to strive, like, that high. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to do what I can, and it's, like, not as stressful. And it's also helped me, because when I was a kid, I was super competitive. Like, I always wanted to be the best, like, in, like, swimming lessons, because I took swimming lessons for mm. a really long time. I always needed to be, the like, the fastest yeah. and, like, the best swimmer. With violin, I needed to be, like, the best player and the best, you know, this and get the most praise. But now, I know that I'm not the best, so Mm -hmm. I, like, actually take the time to be, like... To just do what you want. To just do what I want and also work with other people and, like, Mm -hmm. do collaborations. And, like, if they're not getting something, I'll help them. And if I'm not getting something, I'll ask them to help me yeah and i'm like much more comfortable asking for help and like asking questions in class and admitting that i don't understand something or like don't know what i'm doing or like i'm not very confident with this like can you help me out yeah but as a kid i was like i have to be the best i have to be like number one and like know everything and like i can't ask questions because i already know the answer because i'm the best being a kid versus now how do you find, like, do you require or, like, need external validation more? Like, does that, do you do you require that external validation? Or do you find that you're more an, inter- an internally motivated and validated person? And, like, 
has that changed since you were a kid to now? So like as you're a kid, like if you needed confidence in something, like did you build that up yourself or like did you need someone to go like, hey, you're pretty good at that or like, hey, you should keep trying or like that kind of thing. And like has that changed? I think as a kid, it was really weird because I didn't feel like I was good at stuff. But then I would always get told that I was good at stuff. Mm. Like, my mom would always be like, oh, like, you're really, really good at violin. Like, I like hearing you play. I like hearing you practice. And I'm like, no, like, you have to say that because you're my mom and it doesn't really mean anything. And yeah. like, yeah. I don't. But but even when people at the school that I was taking lessons at, even when, like, other teachers and, like, other students' parents came up to me and be like, hey, like, your recital was really great. I really liked it. I like hearing you play. I'd be like, oh, thanks, but, like, you have to say that because, yeah, like, I, I don't know why, what is I it, thought. Is that something but... you still feel now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Do you think it's just as strong or is or it's or you're more self-aware that, like, that's just a thing that's carried on from your childhood where you're like, do you really mean that? That yeah. was just something nice. Yeah, it's more toned down. I also, like, mm, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to put it in words, <laughs> <laughs> but like my self-esteem has, like I've gotten more confident with a lot of things because Since you've been dating, you become a lot more confident in things. Yeah. That's definitely helped because you're really confident with Externally, stuff. I'm confident. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, if he's confident then I can be confident. If he's confident in that shitty at this shit, <laughs> then why aren't I? <laughs> but I literally use I that as motivation for you. I say it. No, but, but literally, like, I'll, I'll be like, especially when it's a music thing, I'll be like, yeah, I'm very confident with, like, my playing ability and, like, my knowledge of theory or, like, whatever it might be. And then, like, you'll fucking one-up me on, like, whatever. And I'm like, how are you not? Julie, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, I'm going out into the world screaming, like, hi, I'm a musician, hire me to do things. And you're like, I'm not good, don't, don't talk to me, please. <laughs> and yet, we'll be home, and I'll do something, you're like, Brandon, you're a little flat, you know that, right? I'm like, very, like, I'm very privately confident You're extremely myself. confident privately. It's weird. <laughs> to the point where you'll make a sassy comment, and I'm like, fuck you. Are you kidding? If we were in public right now and I was performing, you wouldn't say a fucking thing. But because we're in our bedroom and I'm playing to myself, you feel the fucking need to like tell me that I'm doing this shit I'm horribly. I'm trying to make you better. No, I know, and that's good. And I, and then I then when you do that, I'm like, do that in public, damn it. This is funny. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how you've grown. Yes, Since we've dated. Definitely. Dating. I I also am discovering that I always, I know more than I think that I do. Mm. Because like, in the year between my first year and my second year when I took a gap year, going into my second year, I actually applied for all first year courses mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't remember anything. Like I'm not going to like second yeah. year is going to be such a yeah. big leap for me. Yeah. And then I actually did second year and I was like, oh, like this is totally fine. I remember everything yeah. like 
Well, that was like how I felt when I just initially went into college. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know nothing about music. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Which again, at the end of the day is, in my opinion, like a much better place to be yeah. than the opposite. Yeah. 100% than to like not know anything, but think you know fucking everything and yeah. shoot the moon. Um, but yeah, I felt the same way where like I went into these courses. And the funny thing is, is I talked about this in our, in our first episode or our, our, our second episode about music mm-hmm. where I like went to the audition and I fucking bailed it. Like it was just so bad. And <laughs> because like the communication wasn't there yeah. with like people who like worked in the music professionally between me who had just like been doing a lot of music casually, but then like over the year discovering like, Oh no, I didn't know this shit. You just use different words for it yes. essentially. And then being fine and getting yeah. through it. No problem. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm still, I'm so self-conscious about stuff, but I take it much more light, yeah. lightheartedly now. And like, if I make mistake, it's not, I'm not going to fucking die. Yeah. Ooh, um, something that I wanted to share. Um, when I first went into high school and played clarinet in the wind ensemble, there was this guy who was in grade 11 when I was in grade 9. So he was two years older than me. Uh, named Suki. And he, um, like, invited me to come play in this little, like, clarinet quartet that he had. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just in grade 9. He's so cool. He's in grade 11. Blah, I'm blah, part blah. of the clarinet Ooh. group. Ooh. Um, and then, and it was really great. And that boosted my self-esteem a lot because I was like, he chose, he chose me over yeah. like all of these people. Wow. That's amazing. It's funny how like those small events are like, like help us self, like our self-esteem mm-hmm. so much when like, as far as you're concerned, be like, I just need another clarinet player. And like, yeah. Julie's kind of cute too. So like, <laughs> I'm going to invite her into the clarinet group and like, right. And like. But it's still, like, that's great. Like, it helped yeah. you feel more confident. And you got to play with people who were possibly more advanced than you were, right? Yes. Yeah, we were playing, like, super advanced stuff at the time. Like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, how did I play this? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then also, he graduated and went to McGill for a clarinet. Mm-hmm. And then he came back, like, when I was in my grade 11 or 12 year yeah. as, like, a guest conductor yeah. for our wind ensemble, which was really cool. Um. And one of the one of my favorite quotes of all time, and I'm like, I I don't like quotes as a thing. Like Maybe I'm not I. a quote person at all. Um, but th- this is like well, the that's one a millennial thing. We hate quotes. <laughs> we hate quotes. The things. one quote that stick that stuck with me that he said is like, when you go in for an an audition or if you're like playing a solo or something, everyone that's there that's listening to you and playing with you wants you to succeed and they want you to play well and they want to hear like a good performance because before that whenever i went in for an audition or whenever i went in for a recital i'm like all these people are judging me and they like want me to mess up and they're listening for mistakes which can be true for an audition obviously they're gonna listen for what you do well and And, do poorly however they also just want to listen to some beautiful music and that really like helped me yeah and i was like oh that's true like i should play the best because like they want me to they want me to and also like so i can just like be proud of what i've done and like give a beautiful performance it's a very subtle but very important change of perspective when doing that kind of stuff yeah instead of like me against the audience it's like me for the audience and i think a big 
thing with that too and like this is specific with like auditioning or playing with groups of people so i don't want to sit on it too long but i think a big frame of mind about it too is that if you do go to something like that and it's very obvious that like they don't give a shit about how good you play that's a sign that like it's not worth working with these people anyways yes right like if you're like if you're in a band or something like that and like all your bandmates do is like fucking shit talk you about like how fucking shitty you've been doing and like not playing the parts well yeah get the fuck out yeah there's no point if those band members aren't like either taking the time to be like hey let's like help you be better and like solve the problem Mm -hmm. or if they're not like being professional be like hey man like maybe this isn't the best for you and like maybe we should you know separate our ways yeah um if they're it's not, like not worth sticking around to like go through the fucking being dragged through the rubble for it. Yeah, if they're not like respectful and constructive, yeah, as opposed to just like det- detrimental, then yeah. you just yeah. At that point, like, and it, but, but I think that like it's so easy to go like, fuck, like I should have known how good of a whatever player I was, and like it's my fault for like, like no, 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 it goes both ways, yeah. right? Like it's their fault for like not realizing like not handling it well and like not realizing that maybe you weren't a good fit or like whatever right yeah. or not helping you and not you know not being a, a team player um but anyways self-esteem yeah um, uh, <laughs> we kind of got sidetracked but we it's did, fine yeah. um so how was your self-esteem when you were a child when I was a child and how does it relate to now right this very, this very moment, moment with me staring I have into zero your soul. self-esteem now because Julie just bullies me all the time. I took, I stole it all. Before you had, <laughs> you had like a hundred percent. I had zero yeah. percent. Now I have, now I yeah. stole it. I have a hundred percent. I feel like I leached it my off life Smokes. has like this very consistent wave. Like I can remember like every five years, I have a very clear part of my life where i had no self-esteem and then a lot and then no mm. and then a lot and it's very funny i, I think it's definitely little, like plateauing like, now that I'm older. yeah i found that when i was a kid um i had a lot of self-esteem because i had like more and i, I some of the time i blame this on like my not lack of success but like the reason why i don't like follow up with things as much as i maybe should um, as far as like obtaining goals or whatever yeah. is because like when I was a kid, I got like a lot of external validation, like a lot. Yeah. Um, I was like the oldest grandson and like my family, I was like always the oldest one. I was always taller than everybody else. So like anytime I was put into a social situation, it was always like, wow, Brandon, like you're so tall or like, wow, Brandon, like you're so mature. Or, like, wow, Brandon, you're so like, they would always, like I was always getting attention. Yeah. Right. Um, especially like with, um, in contrast to some of my other family members, yeah. it was very much like, well, Brandon, like you're like responsible or well, Brandon, you're like so smart or like blah, blah, blah. And it mm-hmm. was just like, and like, I never realized that that was where almost all my confidence was coming from was like yes. from that. I, and I wasn't actually doing anything to deserve some of those <laughs> comments. Right. Um, and so like a lot of the time when I got into like, interests or there were things like skills and stuff like that that I did pursue a little bit I almost like didn't I always quit like two-thirds in kind of a thing Mm. like so for instance like I took swimming for years when I was a kid yeah um for years like since I was a toddler until I was probably about 12 or 13 yeah um and I like I was always told how good of a swimmer I was I was like a face that everyone knew at my local rec center they were like (laughs) hey Brandon Uh, I mean, that's just, like, friendly staff, but (laughs) whatever. Um, And then, like, 
um in the program that i was in like basically you you complete all these like swimming levels and then like the idea is that you either go into lifeguarding or you go into like competitive swimming yeah or do both but like it gets very intensive yeah um and then i remember like i went into lifeguarding and i did like a month and then i quit (laughs) um and then i did the same with taekwondo i was like i did taekwondo and like the same kind of thing and i think here's the other thing too is that i think another thing about it too is that i i think i'm an intelligent person I'm confident to say that I'm an intelligent human being, but I find that the the type of intelligence I have and the type of smarts I have is a very short-term thing. Like, I've always been able to, like, be taught something, retain that information for as long as I need to, and then fucking dump it. Like, I am just, like, living computer RAM. Like, that's just what I do. So I always used to progress in things like faster than most kids yeah and so again like i would get that immediate validation yeah they're like wow brandon look how good you're doing at like succeeding at this thing yeah and then i would feel validated enough that i would get to a point where i would like get bored with the thing or like whatever and then i'd quit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that was the case of swimming and then that was the case with taekwondo i took taekwondo for a number of years i made it all the way from white till blue belt Mm -hmm. which is like two or three belts away from black okay and then the same thing i was like i got old and just like bored and like i was like i would rather be home playing fucking video games or some shit (laughs) and so i quit but then like i watched friends of mine who like at the time of me quitting were lower than me but i watched them continue and then like get to black belt or like continue and become lifeguards or like right and so i was always doing that i was always like attaining a skill doing it well to the point i'm bored and then like quitting and then like essentially getting rid of that skill yeah there was something i i I, like i still think i'm a pretty good swimmer but like just like above the average person i'm not like an extreme swimmer by any means i'm like (laughs) out of shape now and like all kinds of stuff um but i find that like yeah so i had so then when i became like maybe like, yeah, like, my mid to early teens, mm-hmm. I found I had, like, a real big drop in my self-esteem because I stopped doing a lot of those things that, like, I was getting this external validation from. Yeah. Um, and then, like, when you go through that phase of being a teen, like, you get, like, chubby, right? Like, you, like, you gain weight as you're going through puberty yes. and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, I, I wasn't happy with the way I looked. Um, and at the time, being a nerd was still, like, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's, like, the the coolest thing to be now. Mm-hmm. But when I was, like, 14, 15, like, being a kid who'd rather be home playing video games or playing, like, card games or whatever was just, yeah. like, the fucking nerdiest thing you could do. <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, my self-esteem, like, dropped quite a bit. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. And it's kind of weird. And, and so I think recently has been more when I've kind of I've had to like mentally tell myself that like I am good at things and that I can pursue mm-hmm. things and like be internally validated and have that confidence to like keep doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to think of a couple other things that might have like helped that. Like, so like going through my teens, I then eventually like I picked up music and I picked up art and like the music thing was kind of like the music thing was good because at first it was just kind of like a bonding thing with my family. Um, because I had other cousins that played instruments and I was like, yeah. I like music. I want to play an instrument too. And so like, there wasn't like funny enough with music. I never felt stressed to like be better. It was one of those things where again, mm-hmm. like I didn't like, I just did it because I wanted to. And like, that was as far as it went. Um, and then 
I was pursuing art. And then it was like, it was one of those things where like, I was starting to think about doing art as a career. Yeah. And it got to the point where I was like, and then I started putting those walls up for myself because I realized that I kept like quitting Mm. through so many things. I started putting up like, oh, like I know myself well enough that I'm never going to pursue this long enough to be (laughs) this good kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of time I'm still like that, unfortunately. Um, and then, yeah, and then I don't know, like, there's, there's somewhere in there where, because I never fit in with, like, sports and everything, and I never, like, did those kind of activities, like, I was always kind of, like, a misfit as far as, like, my hobbies and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, tried to, like, yeah, like, do art, do music, like, do things that other, I didn't know a lot of people did. And, like, be good at that. But then because I was the only one doing it, like, I was kind of lazy about it. Like, I just kind of, like, did it. And I was, like, all I had to do was, like, the absolute minimum of this. And people were, like, whoa, like, you play guitar. Like, whoa, you draw. And, like, shit like that. And then, again, like, those were never pursued further because of that. Um, So it wasn't until I was, like, in high school and I was just kind of, like, uh, like, I started noticing I had a knack for building or like or like taking apart things and fixing things Mm -hmm. because it interests me Mm -hmm. and and then i remember in grade 11 that was when like jared asked me like hey you play Mm -hmm. bass come play my band i was like wait what the what the fuck (laughs) what am i supposed to do what do you mean play music live on a stage are you crazy there's no way no but I was also um, hungry for friendship, and uh, <laughs> need friends. <laughs> I need friends so bad. And so um, it kind of forced me. And again, like it wasn't that hard, but like it forced me to like go to someone's house, learn stuff that someone else gave me, mm-hmm. play that music, and then like, oh man, so fucking nervous to go on that stage. Oh, I did not oh. look up once. I was just like oh. at my hands the whole time. Oh. I think the most I do is I look up and I look at Jared and I smile and like that's it. Yeah. And now I think about it, the stage setup on that first gig I ever had was super weird because it was a very large stage, but there were only three of us in the band. (laughs) And we put the drum kit on the far right in the corner. (laughs) And then Jared was at like the very front on the opposite corner mm-hmm. with his guitar and the mic and everything. And then I was dead center <laughs> middle stage, just playing bass. Like, it was so weird. Like it was such a weird setup, like a weird diagonal line. line. Like, yeah, from the back right corner of the stage to the front left, just like across. It was super weird. That is really weird. Um, but yeah. And then I don't know what it was, but I think <sighs> the person I am now is so much different to the person that I was in high school. Like, it's Mm. insane how much different I am. Um, I'm much more... Like, I used to be such a quiet kid. Like, so small and quiet. And then... I think it's when, like... I don't know. Like, when I I started... Like, that would... when, When Jared asked me to be in a band, that was, like, the start of me being a more extra like i didn't really understand that i was an extroverted person before or really understood the idea of extrovertedness yeah and so i started realizing like what things about me made people like me and like what things Mm -hmm. about me made people laugh and like some of that was just like being obnoxious because like newsflash 
all teens are shy and like fucking don't know what the hell they're doing with themselves or with their body or whatever. So like when you then pretend to be confident and like you're loud and like obnoxious and like everything, people either, a lot of people were like, Hey, he's cool. Like he's confident. And I think he's funny. So like it attracted people. Yeah. And so I started becoming this very like kind of a person. (laughs) Just like in your face, so loud. Um, and then you never look back. And, and you're I still exactly the same. <laughs> but I think, and then, and then because I was like a quiet nerd, like I never really liked, I hated people who were fucking, I hate bullies. I hate bullies so much. Yeah, they fucking suck. But I think ironically, I became, not intentionally, but <gasps> I became a bit of a bully. Oh my god! But not because... I don't I don't think I'm a bully. I don't think I'm a bully. I think people mistake me for being a bully because I confidently tell people to fuck off sometimes. Um in like in like but professional like, and and social what, situations. In what way though? Like if someone does something that irritates me or pisses me off, I get very like hey man, like why did you do like like I confront it and not in like a you know what? Well, you're fat. Like, <laughs> I don't do that. But I, I get in their face now, and I like, I almost, I almost interrogate them. Like, I get, in, and I've done this to you. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, I get in your face, and I get very. I want you to answer to me right now. Like, why did you do this thing that I think is really shitty? Like, why did you leave me the dust? Or like, why didn't you do a thing this way? And sometimes I think when it's like unnecessary and it's because like i don't know like maybe it's a coworker or maybe it's the two of us and you've done something a certain way and like i don't understand why you did it and so i get very confrontational and in those situations i think that's where i get misunderstood for being like a fucking dick because like it's really unnecessary yeah but there are some situations especially in the professional world where like yeah people like don't like working with me because when they do something wrong or do something stupid i get very like okay, uh, don't fucking do that again because, like, that costs us time or money or, like, I just get very... And I think I got that way because I was... I let myself get pushed around a lot when I was younger. Yeah. And again, like, I've had a total 50-50 reaction to that part of my personality. Like, I've had people tell me, like, no, like, Brandon, you are insanely confident and, like, I actually admire the way that you don't let people like fuck with you yeah like i like i've been told that people admire the fact <clears throat> that like yeah when someone tries to like pull a fast on me i'm like uh-uh. yeah no, 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 you, no. you get very like it's it's like p- picture like a dad and their kid has done something and they're lying about it and their dad is like no you're sitting on this chair and you're fucking telling me what you did yeah. and you're not moving anywhere but and I you're do not doing adults. anything but you're doing it to adults <laughs> and whenever you do it to me i just like freeze yeah. and you're like why did you do this i'm like i don't know i just i like get my blah, yeah. blah, my mind is blank yeah. i can't say words so i've been yeah and then and i end up in tears and yeah, then you're in tears yeah. And then it's bad. But the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize is that I'm just as fucking nervous as I've ever been when I get in those moods. There are some where it's like, if it's between like you and me, or if it's like between me and like a coworker that it happens a lot, I'm not necessarily nervous as much as I am that just like, 
I'm just irritated and I'm trying to like solve it and like whatever the best yeah. I can. Yeah. But in other situations, like with it, it's with like other friends or with like other coworkers or like even just strangers, like people I've met in public where I've had some scenario with, I am so nervous under that face that I'm making. Oh. Like, I'm just like, but I know that like, my stomach holy crap that's your stomach i was like is an earthquake happening right now <laughs> i was like is kelly is kelly moving his gesture or is no, there an earthquake that was my stomach rolling. oh my god really hungry um we definitely need to eat after this yeah i i put that wall up and i think and again like yeah it's 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 i think i've more often than not gotten a good reaction from it like the problem then gets dealt with quicker or like whatever um but it's also but like it's also backfired and you and it's you just in an instant you just change so much oh yeah like your back straightens and your face just like goes totally hard and cold and, and there's like no like 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 my sweetheart yeah, like you're yeah, not yeah. there anymore yeah. like yeah. sorry old brandon is dead yeah. i go from being a teddy bear to a physical fucking grizzly bear in a second and it's terrifying <laughs> but it's fine but yeah, like, but, it's just, but the weird, scary. like, I think my perf, there goes again. Oh, oh stop. My, no, my stomach. I don't know if the mic's picking it up, but yeah, my stomach is like growling like crazy. Um, I think my professional life, like my work is what pulled that out of me quicker than normal. Like that's mm. like, cause I've had to like, I've essentially, to give the quick lowdown, when you work as a self-employed person or if you work in art, I find a lot of the time you have to fight for your value. Oh, um, yeah. As far sure. as like how much you're worth, how much so much you'll be paying you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and even though the people I work with are extremely generous and like the reason I like working for the company that I work for is because they that's like what they understand. It's like artists should be paid mm -hmm. for doing what they do or like doing the work that they do or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But at the beginning... I had to very, I had to, I had to put my foot down. Like, no, I'm not doing that without getting paid. No, I'm not doing that unless I get this wage. Like, no, I'm not going to do it for minimum wage or like, yeah. and like being in the professional world and in the working world, like pulled that part of me out of me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just like, and I have, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think a part of it is too, is that I have no, and again, <laughs> this is a part that like, I'm not really sure if I'm really okay with it. But especially in the professional world, I have no patience for someone who cannot argue or, like, deal with the conflict in the moment. E Zero patience. Yeah. And I feel like in most careers, that is so unnecessary. Like, I feel it's very unnecessary. Yeah. Like, people who just, like, work regular 9 to 5 jobs are, like, it's very unnecessary. But in the type of work... I'm in like event planning and event coordination where like shit is very immediate. Like it's almost, you almost, you find yourself like 95% of the time, like, Oh, events tomorrow. We got to get shit done. Yeah. I'm always the guy who's like, okay, smarten the fuck up and go like, how many times do I have to tell you yeah. this is what I need you to do? Right. And then the person goes and they're like, Oh, I also did this, but I haven't gotten around. No, 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 no stop it go do the thing i told you to do yeah and right and like that's i think that's where it's come from mm. but and so but do you think that you do that more often because you're more confident with your role in whatever job you're doing it's definitely or is it 
it's a little bit of it's a little bit it goes both ways like i feel like i became that way because like i was in the working world and like having like i worked one job for like four years after graduating Mm -hmm. and then like and then after going to school and then now coming to the job i'm in now and then like that job growing as i went yeah like i realized the type of people i do and don't like working with and the reasons why and usually it's because of the type of worker they are yes and so like uh, i was being more stubborn where like I'm not going to put up with a shitty work environment, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, like, definitely in the beginning, I was still just kind of like, hi, I'm the kid, and thank you for paying me minimum wage, and um, (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, you want me here two hours early for no pay? Okay, I'll be there. (laughs) Right? Like, it frustrates the hell out of me when... See, again, I think it has to do with the, like, I don't know, like, the the situation that, like, a lot of young people are in, and, like a lot of people that are our age do lack that kind of like internal self-esteem and confidence that I hate it when I like hear people who are like, oh man, I worked like three hours of overtime and they didn't fucking pay me. And I'm like, no, put your fucking foot down (laughs) and go fucking after your manager because like that's bullshit. Like you have rights as a employee and as like a citizen of of British Columbia or whatever, like these are laws that your employer, like, right? Like that's the kind of shit that I'm like, don't let that happen. Like, there are grounds for you to be confident about that shit. But it's also because I worked a job where my employer didn't pay me for overtime. He didn't... Like, there there was a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, And I, I did confront him about it, and I was like, hey, like, I'm... I'm straight up not going to come in if you're not going to pay me for overtime. And, like... Yeah. I'm, like, I'm closing at this time or i'm charging you extra hours and like blah 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 and i like i'm it was it was mainly for stat pay was like the biggest one for me and he didn't he didn't want to pay stat pay or give me the day off and i was like i had to literally i had to send him links from like canadian laws from the government website be like hey it's illegal to to do this but and then after a month of that he was like, okay, I'll give you stat pay, but just you, like no one else that yeah. was working there. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's shitty. I'm just going to yeah. tell everyone else and then they're going to bother you about it. They're, and then yeah. they're going to have to get it's stat just, pay too. Yeah. And again, this is getting more specific into Jaws, but there are like some things where like, especially with small business, I'm like, I get it. Like there are some things where it's just like, it's a lot of hassle. And like, especially when you're just a small business owner, there's a lot of fucking shit to keep track. So like for something, for instance, that happens sometimes a small business is that like legally you're supposed to give employees a 30 minute unpaid break even an eight hour shift so they get an eight hour shift but then you only get paid seven and a half where they're not required to work what's that where they're not required to yeah like well like there's literally supposed to be half an hour that day where they're they're, like not supposed to work yeah they're not supposed to work for half an hour and then if you have a five hour or more shift you're supposed to get a paid 15 minute break Mm -hmm. um and just things like that Mm -hmm. but for instance like i know a couple small businesses where they just like they don't give that break but they also pay you that half hour and just like say fuck it and like you can just eat your desk or like whatever and i like that kind of shit i get like it like there's benefits on both sides to that um, it's like less paperwork and shit for the employer, but then like it's a more pay for the employee yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But when it's shit that like straight up only is a convenience and a, and a plus for the employer, but totally fucks over the employee, 
yeah. nine times out of ten, that's bullshit. Yeah. And like it's and and I hate that because employees are always the ones I find more often that are getting pushed over and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyways, that's where my like I think that's where I got that kind of like self esteem confidence, and it's less about. It's like less. That's the thing is that I feel like it's such an external part of me. Like I don't think it's nesting about how confident I am with the skills and things that I am. It's more that like I just have the knowledge to say like, this is what I can and can't have no matter what my skills are. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's based on just like quality of life and things like that. But I definitely think that you you definitely need some level of confidence to be able to even address that yeah, like, situation I guess, like, you know confidence in my ability to be charismatic and like to be <clears throat> intimidating i guess like that and like to be knowledgeable and be persuasive enough yeah to like convince someone to yeah. do because the, the only reason that i had enough confidence to like make this person make my previous employer pay me stat pay was because like we were dating and you like brought out that confidence in me so yeah like, i like harass like you or anybody else if someone like complains about their job about this thing that's sketchy i'm like no 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 no. you fucking <laughs> walk in there and you tell that <laughs> asshole right like i yeah. just yeah i have like yeah. no patience because I, I remember i was i was probably complaining about it and you were like okay well did you talk to them i'm like no yeah. <laughs> Like, I honestly believe that, like, sh- like not to say there aren't shitty employees, but shitty employers are a big problem as to why, like, the working li- world is, like, fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that can be at any level. Small business, big business, like, whatever. Like, if you are not... It's, it's kind of like being a parent. Like, if you cannot be confident enough in the handling employees and, like, making sure that their job <laughs> is, like good enough like you shouldn't be an employer like, yeah. we don't think that you can raise a child and be a good caretaker you shouldn't have children like i just think that should be common sense right um mm-hmm. or if you're like or on the other hand like if you want to be like a business owner and you need employees but you know you aren't going to be a good and like boss or you don't think you will be or you're self-aware enough to know that hire fucking someone else to do that part of the job right be a manager hire people yeah. right um so anyways, Brandon is really, really intense re- and okay, passionate yeah. so what on I was gonna, What subject. I was going to say is that I think that kind of shit, because like, I don't know, I was sick of being harassed and like pushed over as a kid in high school that I then like told other bullies to fuck off when I got older. Yeah. And then that confidence like got pushed back into me and then I was able to use that confidence in other things. Yeah. Right. So like a lot of the time and like even now I still have very little confidence in like my ability to play music and stuff sometimes. But then if someone comes around and like not that this has ever really happened, but if someone <laughs> were to come around and be like, oh, like you can't play bass like you're like what you've only played like in private level. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm a great bass player. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because I'm more because again, it kind of goes back to that idea where like. uh, Like if someone is shitty to you they're being shitty like it's not you yeah right? like it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, them yeah. being like it's not like you're a shitty person therefore people should be shitty to you mm-hmm. it's more that like no people are shitty to you because they're shitty yeah um so that's also where that confidence comes from but yeah i think a lot of the time my self-esteem like nowadays is still very i'm always i'm always scared to go to the like next step if that makes any sense mm. so like, for example, my career right now, 
involves teaching music, mm-hmm. playing a little bit of music mm-hmm. with a cover band, and then recording and using studio equipment to record clients, mm-hmm. whether they be professional musicians or just like casual songwriters. Mm-hmm. And there is a like level on all those things. Like, say, if there was, like, some kind of bar graph, and they all got to, like, I don't know, like, if it's, like, 1 to 10, uh, teaching uh, guitar, bass, and drums, is that, like, a is that like a 4? Uh, performing on uh, bass or guitar, is that, like, a 6? And then, like, recording artists and, like, no understanding knowledge to, like, use equipment, is that, like, a 5? Yeah. My confidence between 0 and that number is so fucking high. <laughs> Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could do this in my fucking sleep confidence. Like, it's just, like, insane. But then the minute you go past that line, I cry in a corner. Like, I just freak <laughs> out. Like, and I, I think it has something to do with my anxiety, too. I just, like, shut down. And, like, that's all I'll think about that week. Yeah. So, like, when I had, like, my first studio client. Yeah. Like, if someone told me, like, they wanted a lesson on how to use Logic, like, recording software, mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, I can do, like, a half-hour lesson on, like, how to fucking record. Yeah. But then a minute a client was like, hey, can you professionally record me in this studio? I was like, what? What is that? <laughs> you want me to use my skills and you're going to pay me for it hourly? Are you fuck? Okay. Just- <laughs> your fucking funeral, whatever. <laughs> right? But then it always goes... It always goes fine yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, I always undermine my own skills. Yeah. Or I undermine my own skills or I undermine my ability to adapt to the situation. Like, just, like, learn on the fly. Yeah. Which is something that can be done so easily nowadays because, like, I can literally, in the room with a client, I can be like, okay, what's the best way to record an acoustic guitar? I'm just going to Google it right now. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I'll use it. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I did this and sc- I've done this a million times. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I'll be right there. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. But you're right, but like you learn to just kind of like be that way in a professional environment and yeah, just go go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, my self esteem has has been all over the place, and it's still. Oh man, my self esteem with dating is something interesting too. Very interesting, but uh, you, what do you want to talk about next? No, no, you can you keep going. To, okay, that's fine. Um, when I started when i got into like grade 12 i had jesus christ i had no confidence with women when i was a teenager i didn't i did not start dating <laughs> and rightly i so. didn't go on my first date or anything till i was like 18 like i was a fucking dweeb and i still am um it's <laughs> true and i i yeah i had no confidence i don't understand but the funny thing was is that in the like mid to late years of high school when I was like discovering how charismatic I can be, mm-hmm. I was I was getting better at making friends and some of those mm-hmm. being women and just like being very confident talking to women, but then the minute it was like a date was involved, I was like, yeah. the same kind of thing. It's like <laughs> it's like that line where I was like up until like I can be confident introducing myself to someone, like making friends with that person. Yes. And then the minute it was like insinuated that there was like anything romantic or anything, I was like, uh uh alarm, 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 fucking back out, like get the hell out of there. <laughs> And so, yeah, like, I remember, like, up until I was, like, 18, I had very little confidence of that. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 18, I, like, lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. Like, that was where, like, all my puberty weight was, like, falling off. And I became, like, super skinny. <laughs> you made 
that sound really gross. It was falling just like on. Just like, chunks of boom. flesh like washed off in the shower. <laughs> I was shaving it off, which is like. Ah. Um, but no, I like lost a bunch of weight, and I kind of like I became very confident in the way I looked, and I like understood how to get, like cut my hair nicely, and mm-hmm. like I kind of learned how to dress well and stuff like that. And like I I noticed that it was getting attention. Like I realized. Um, like more women were like, oh, like Brandon Horn is a person. Brandon's a person. Like what's going on? And so like almost from like the week that I went on my first date, <laughs> I don't think I've had any shudders at like talking to women or being confident with women. Like it was just like, pew, like the minute I was able to talk to one woman and like have any kind of romantic relationship with one, I was almost not nervous at all ever since. Not even on our first like, date. Okay, so I used to, like I still get butterflies and shit like that, but like that's like that's like an excitement. Like that's different to me. Like there's there's anxiety where like I want to vomit. We're <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna> vom. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. But then there's like there's like a nervousness where like I don't want to look like an idiot. Like like it's different, right? Like there's a nervousness where I want to be the best I can be. I don't want to be like too flirtatious or like not flirtatious enough and like things like that but as far as just like doing it Mm. that was no problem okay yes right which is like 100 percent that like nerd border right (laughs) just like just doing it is like the hard part right like you just you get that far and you're like a talk to a woman no 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 no. no, no. sorry sorry (laughs) i'm just gonna go back in my cave yeah i'm good thanks do you mean my mother sure mom help (laughs) um But yeah, I just like, yeah, from like the age of 18, essentially onwards, I've never really been nervous around women, but I, but I hung out with a lot of people who were still very nervous about talking to women. Mm -hmm. And so I remember for several years, I was just like playing the fucking like advice boy for years. (laughs) Just like, dude, that's a that's boy with an eye. It's so cliche. In case you're taking notes. It's so cliche, but literally just telling other guys just like just fucking do it it's like it's all you gotta do just like go ask her out like fucking dude (laughs) just do it (laughs) dude just go that said though with you i was relatively nervous yeah but it was more because (laughs) it was more because you were not a very extroverted person so like Um... i was having a tough time like engaging with you right like it was hard to keep eye contact with you for more than like fucking five seconds <laughs> what I so like know. i ended up asking about. you out via text message instead right yeah <laughs> you did yeah. right but like how, like did i seem confident from on our first date oh i was i was actually worried that you weren't romantically interested in me because you were so confident that was just like cool as a cucumber i was like yeah. does he think that we're just like going to dinner as friends <laughs> uh, and halfway through i was like no no this is a date it's i'm pretty yeah it's a, it's fine it's fine it's fine but yeah it's it, like that's that's just how my self-esteem works and my confidence in things work it's like the like i'm always anxious for the next level of whatever <laughs> i'm well i mean that's also true i'm just always <laughs> nervous all the time Oh man, I'm a little warm. I think I'm dying right now. Um, <laughs> I think that my body is burning up from the inside. 
but that that's a whole other thing with my anxiety but the thing is is that that whole self-esteem journey through my teens luckily my anxiety wasn't a factor in that because most of my anxiety i grew into almost in my 20s yeah so a lot of that so n- nicely enough i was able to gain confidence before becoming anxious and then having like literal physical illness to being nervous yeah a lot um so i was able to kind of like get over a lot of those humps early on and then like now i'm better for that yeah and that's happened since i've had anxiety too especially at work a lot of the time or like i'm nervous about a meeting or i'm nervous about confronting this problem at work or whatever Mm -hmm. and like i just want to stay at home in bed and eat ice cream all day but instead because (laughs) because at that point i was self-aware enough that i knew that i was able to uh, like confront those kind of problems and like be alive afterwards (laughs) It was fine to just like, I was like, no, I can, even though I'm going to vomit on the way to work or I'm going to faint or whatever, like I'm just going to go and just do it. And I always, and I remember I always get like this, like, like surge of adrenaline afterwards Mm. from doing something I'm nervous about. I'm just like in the moment, I'm like, yeah, like I'm I'm so good at this or like, oh yeah, fuck you. Like whatever. Right. (laughs) And then afterwards I'm like, oh my God, God. I need water or food or something. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. That happens a lot. One thing that I'm usually really confident in is, um, like, public speaking, not necessarily, but, like, like speaking in front of a classroom or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I hated... Oh, that was... When I was in high school, like... That was, like, totally you have to fine. present. Yeah, no, right up totally until I grad, like... Until the end of high school, when they told me I had to present a project, I was like, nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> to the point where, like, I would, I was more confident going to the teacher and trying to fucking get out of it. Like, I was more oh, confident going I'd to the teacher never... and being like, and, well, it never worked. It never fucking oh, worked. Not once. Yeah. But I remember, oh, man, sorry, I just want to tell this one story. I was so pissed. <laughs> so, for an English is it project the guitar in grade story? 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. So, in English in grade 12, um, we had to essentially, like, parody some form of lyrical content whether that be mm-hmm. a poem or a song mm-hmm. or whatever we had to parry it and like use the same um uh, rhythm and like use similar rhymes or whatever yeah and there were a lot of musicians in my class at, at my high school and so my teacher was like yeah like if you want to do a song you can do a song and perform the song or you can do a yeah. poem and so i did a parody of here comes the sun uh by the beatles yes and i called it uh pretty night sky Mm-hmm. pretty nice guy eh, i can't write the lyrics anymore it's probably in a book <laughs> somewhere um but uh my guitar broke a string like the afternoon yep. before the project before the presentation mm-hmm. and we had like pre-assigned days like she basically like scheduled us like what day like what class each of us were presenting so it was like yeah. oh in this class like these were people presenting and the next class like these were people presenting or whatever yeah and so I was, like, presenting the class the next day, and, yeah, my string broke, and, like, it was too late to go anywhere to buy more strings. Of course. I didn't have course. any extra strings at home. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Here Comes the Sun, um, uh, it has that riff, like, like, that little guitar yes. riff yeah, in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it like it's on like a d chord, and it uses the high E string, and oh, that was the no. string that broke. And so, like, I didn't rehearse the night before because i couldn't do the song 
And so I went the next day and I like didn't even bother bringing my guitar to school or anything. And I like went up to the teacher and I was like, hey, so and like I hate and like it's so hard because like teachers would get this bullshit all the time where it's like my string broke. Mm -hmm. But I went up and I was like, my string broke. I didn't practice last night. Can I do it another day? And she said, "Um, nope, you're doing it today. Um, At the very least, you're just like reading it out to the class. Yeah, Um, that sucks. And then you can sing it another day. But like you're going today. And I was like. I was I was fuck you like are you kidding and then so she and then she told me to she was like or you can ask to borrow someone else's guitar and so I'd like someone else was there with a guitar and I did and I was like it's a little bullshit now it's not super bullshit but I was like I was like but people are used to playing like their guitars and like blah 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 (laughs) which honestly as a kid probably made more sense because every other kid's guitar was like in the worst shape and like had the worst (laughs) action and shit and like so you're used to your guitar but yeah I I didn't do the greatest I fucked up like a couple of verses or whatever but like I ended up taking the guitar and I I did it okay I remember like the first couple times I did the riff I was like then or like choppy through it but I did it. But I was very angry. And, like, that was the first time I was ever, like, kind of confident in presenting. But, mm-hmm. like, oh, it was rough. But, yeah, you are saying? Speaking I've, for the classes. I forgot. I forgot what I was saying. Speaking for the classes and, like, doing that kind of stuff. Right. Then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been very, very confident with that. Because I'm very confident with my use of of the english language and my ability to like enunciate i don't know what the english language is and stuff that's correct words are bad words with me words words bad you you word bad i word bad um but the last time that i presented like the most recent time that i presented i was just like so nervous and I just, like, kept fumbling. And usually I have cue cards, but I just, like, don't really need them. And I was just, like, stuck, glued to my cue cards, like, and then this musician did this thing, and he lived in this place, and it was goodbye. And, like, I was, like, I don't, I don't know why, but it was just, like, I had this weird confidence dip for that one presentation. and But then, like... Weird. It, w- That's super weird. it was super weird and it was the only time like i presented in french before for a half hour mm-hmm. like and it was fine and i'm like why is this so difficult mm-hmm. and strange so yeah conf- confidence is up and down for everyone yeah. i think i think we'll wrap it up here in a second but i just want to compare like so what but what is your and let, maybe let's make it more specific to like performing and presenting things like what is your self-esteem and confidence like now for that kind of stuff it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I get I get really self-conscious beforehand, but then right before, I'm fine, and usually during the performance or presentation I'm fine. It's just the thought of it, I guess. Yeah, and then but then afterwards I get really nervous. Because afterwards, like, especially if it's something being graded or, like, if I have to hear the results, like, in a week or something, I just spend that whole week, like, oh, like, actually, I did this thing bad. And, like, I don't don't know if I did this really well. And, like, maybe I didn't pronounce this correctly and, like, stuff like that. Um, But 
Yeah, it's okay. It's better than when I was a kid. I don't expect perfection now. Yeah. Which is good. And I try not to compare myself to anyone else. Mm -hmm. Which I think is really smart. Yeah. Which is really smart, but it's really hard to do. My stuff's always good in balance because you want to like look up to people in order to like set goals for yourself but then you don't want to like make yourself feel shitty yeah like seeing other people yeah especially in school yeah where everyone's in a confined space every day yeah and you see the same people all every day, day and, like, and you yeah. see the same people and you he- listen to what they're doing for music and like you're like ah, oh, this person is so good and they're yeah. just like why can't i just be them uh, does your nervousness come from more like a combination of like your fear to like fail or fuck up plus like because you don't want the attention like you don't really like having the attention on you like the spotlight on you um yeah it's partially like i just want to get this over with Mm. i just want to do it as fast as i can it's more like an inconvenience Mm -hmm. performing for me um so i'm like yeah i just want to do it and if i fuck up that means i might have to be on stage for longer yeah. And I, I'm not stage fright, and like I don't get really nervous about going on stage. I'm, n- I'm not stage fright. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I retract what I said about the English language earlier. <laughs> Brandon, if you're listening to this and editing it, please edit that part out. Thanks. No, bye. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I don't get stage fright, and I'm not nervous going on stage, but. I do like to be in the audience way more than I like to be on stage, especially mm. if it's just me and accompaniment, like piano or something. Mm. Ugh, I hate it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. But it, it partially comes from like me criticizing myself and being like, I sound stupid and me. And mm. like, I think... I don't think that I got pressured a lot to be perfect when I was younger, but my family does put a lot of emphasis on academic success. Academic sex. Academic sex. Um, So, I know you keep looking at the time and I get really nervous to like talk faster, but then I forget what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ladies and gentlemen self-esteem uh, confidence uh, no yeah I, I i hear you saying yeah yeah like my my family puts a lot of emphasis on academic success which is great mm-hmm. and like my mom would always you know be like try harder in school mm-hmm. and like try and like yeah. study with me um so i feel like if i didn't do well like I put on myself that like everyone would be disappointed yeah. and like the 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 repercussions would be like really bad yeah. and like blah 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 and it never turned out that way. My mom was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. like I don't I don't really care." Like, did you? She was just being you, a mom and just like, like, did you do the best that you could have done? Yeah, kind of. And yeah. I was like, "Yeah," and she's yeah. like, "Okay, that's fine," but I think I think I just took the took the slight like push from my family and turned it into like an intense intense pressure yeah so i always hated external motivation as a kid because i feel like a lot of the time it just came off as like 
I hated it, but I had no internal motivation, so I would be Yeah, like, ideally, I I, I wish that everyone was just, like, internally motivated or self-motivated to do the best. And, like, I think in the end, being that way is very healthy. Like, just being like, I'm going to motivate because this is something I want to do, so I'm going to do it. And, like, that's as simple as it is. But you know a lot of time we do need that external motivation yes but some of the time i hated it because it just like it just put more and more pressure on the situation and i was just like that's unneeded and now i feel like i'm gonna fuck up and sometimes (laughs) that was very true like i Mm -hmm. got too nervous and i did that yeah um but as far as me and performing like i don't think i have any stage fright at all anymore like almost zero yeah um like i can just walk on stage i can like talk to an audience no problem yeah um i can just like present myself i get more nervous with like the the whatever it is i'm presenting as opposed to like being on stage like Mm. i get nervous with like the way i dressed or like the music that i'm playing or whatever and i think that's simply just because i have looked back at performances and like been like oh i think i look awful in what i'm wearing (laughs) or like oh like i froze up and like hit that fill a beat early or like whatever right like i like i've done that and so um yeah, and but but I think I can very happily say that I don't really have stage right anymore. Yeah. I was like yeah. nervous because I always want to do good at a show, but that's yeah. I'm not. But again, I'm not nervous to go on stage. I'm nervous because of my own skills. Like that, my confidence there is probably lacking a little bit. Mm. But right now, I think it the confidence is like a, like the lack of confidence I have there is very healthy. <laughs> amount because it's yeah. enough that it like pushes me to like like before a show look over my music yes. kind of thing right like is the amount of confidence where like i review what i'm supposed to be doing as yeah. opposed to just going on fucking up anyways <laughs> yeah. yeah but anyways so that was that's long. us that was a long that was really long was we meant long. it to be short and it's so hot we're gonna go now and eat food and eat what and should eat we food. eat um, thank you for wa- listening to episode four. Sick. Of the yes Thanks no for podcast. answering my question. What did you say? I said, what should we eat? Oh, uh, I said, what should we eat? Thank you I'm for listening. Just- <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm just going to order pizza. Okay, what am I going to eat? Pizza. Oh. We never eat pizza separately. When I buy pizza, you buy pizza. Zaw. 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 Um, yeah, so yeah, thank you for, for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Yes and No Pod. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at Yes and No Pod. And you can find us our website at Yes and No Pod.com. Yeah, there you go. Everything's and it's A N D. Not an N or an ampersand, just the word and, A-N-D. If you go on our website, the best way to keep up to date with us, update with us is to probably go on our website um, and you can subscribe to our, essentially the way our website works right now is it's kind of like a blog and then like every blog post we upload our new podcast and every time we do that, you get an email notification saying that our new podcast is up. Yeah. But our show is weekly, every Thursday so far. Every Thursday so far. And I hope to keep that up. We do. Um, and uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, <laughs> and and for any listeners out there, let us, like, what are some self-esteem problems that you have dealt with? Or, like, what are some, um, some self-esteem, like, goals you've gotten over? Like, like is there areas in which you've, you've gained self-esteem or confidence, um, that you were very nervous about earlier in your life. 
please let us know that we're not alone. <laughs> because the, the world is scary. It's terrifying. And we just want to know that you're here it, with us going through the same things that we're going through. <laughs> if you send us a message on Twitter or Instagram or send us an email... Uh, we will answer you. We got nothing better to do. We, we will yeah. answer you. We're not one of those podcasts to be like, yeah, send us shit and then we'll never fucking uh, <laughs> no. Well, we're we too have, good. We have nothing else we to do. We have nothing else except look at each other and talking to microphones. Talking to microphones, and both of those are already checked off the list. And post and post the talk we have on the internet. And we're tired of them. Okay, we're gonna go now because we're how we're hungry. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye 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 b